Hi, and welcome to the Home Girls Podcast. We are the women behind the homepage.life, Jenny, Kristen, Rebecca, and Megan. Our podcast is a companion to our mission of the homepage, to come together and learn lost skills for self-sufficiency and freedom in our homes, all of it for our families. We're so glad you're here. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Home Girls from the homepage.life. I am Megan, and today we have Rebecca here to talk with us about a really cool thing that you can do in the state of Virginia, which is a religious exemption for homeschool. And I'm also going to ask her a little bit about their style of homeschool, um, which Rebecca lovingly calls unschooling. So (laughs) Rebecca, thank you for being willing to jump in and tell us about um, these things because I think you are one of my closest friends who has the religious exemption. And I honestly, because it's not the option that we've used for our homeschooling, um, I honestly don't know a whole lot about it. So I'm excited to learn from you today. Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're so sweet. I um I hope I have something that is helpful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, all of it's gonna be helpful because I don't know a thing. So tell me, let's start with have you always used the religious exem- exemption option, or is it something that you guys did a little later on into your homeschooling journey? Yeah, so no. Um we started with Montessori school for pre-k and kindergarten and in first grade excuse me is when the Montessori program took a hard turn uh from what we believe uh religiously and spiritually um and their curriculum so the the, there was an impasse (laughs) and it was like there were a few topics um, that, um, you know, the teacher was like, she could just not come that day. But with the way that Montessori is set up, you could, the way that it's really student-led, which we like. Um, right, that part you loved. Yeah, if a student really loved a topic, you might not know that, you know, today is going to be... Um, I'll just say it's evolution. We don't really subscribe at all to the theory Mm -hmm. of evolution. We like Mm -hmm. micro evolution, um, which is really just adaptation. Um, But we don't believe in the big uh, that we came from monkey. We just don't believe that or that anything came that life came from non-life. We don't believe that. So um, that's probably the biggest um, at the time that was the biggest issue we just right. really did not want, um you know constantly exposed to that because i did see um i remember the first time that eden came home and said to me well miss susan didn't say that or miss susan doesn't think that and mm-hmm. that was a real like it gave me cold chills just saying that um yeah. where our our six-year-old was seeing a discrepancy in what her 
parents said and what this authority said that we had put in her life, you know, Mm -hmm. so that was, you were literally paying for (laughs) that was the biggest crux, um, that it, it really gave me cold chills just saying that just, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it too, too much since that point, but that was, um, that was, that was a, um, a threshold moment for me. Like, okay, okay. You can't have somebody else being the arbiter of truth for our children. Like we need to be in that position and we need to be really vetting who is teaching our children, like teach and the what children. they're teaching. Exactly. Right. Yep. So then, so once you guys felt like that wasn't the fit for you anymore, that school wasn't the fit, you shifted to homeschool. Correct. We shifted to um, a homeschool co-op, which was uh, Classical Conversations, mm-hmm. which like a 180. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The Montessori program. It is a real um, structured super structured uh really great like i really don't have a lot of anything bad to say about classical conversations other than it seemed really rushed for us and mm-hmm. um but i loved the convenience they have an app like i love that other people are organized <laughs> mm-hmm. i didn't have to be um but the actual, cause you meet one day a week mm-hmm. day and they started focusing on things that we didn't necessarily really believe either. So it was like a whole nother thing. It was like, okay, well, wait, well, why, what are we even doing here? Like mm-hmm. what, why, what is this co-op about? Like what? So I do appreciate though, a lot of what they have, their structure and, I do appreciate those things and I think that they do have value, but they just weren't working for us. Yeah. As- I have, I have a lot of friends who do classical conversations and mm-hmm. it is a lovely program. Yes. It is. And, and the organization is incredible. And um, for us philosophically, I didn't have any sort of, um, complaint even you know even from a religious standpoint I didn't um but it's just not a style that I felt like my kids um would thrive in and um but it does it's fabulous for plenty 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 of people um but the beauty of homeschool is that you get to make it fit for your family so this is your story (laughs) Exactly. Like, why are we trying to put ourselves? I mean, granted, some of it is just trial and error. You have to try. You have to jump in and you have to give it a try. Um, And exactly. We did two different um, co-ops with classical conversations. And I was also pregnant and had a baby um, and had Mm. eaten. So it was a lot Mm -hmm. for the Stanton one had a lot of stairs. <laughs> so immediately was just like, 
this is harder than I need it to be. And then Waynesboro mm-hmm. was nice and flat. <laughs> there were yes, no... that's right, it is. <laughs> so you just walked right in. I was like, this one is so much better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my standard for what was good and bad I don't, in that 2017 was not a good um, probably judge <laughs> because my whole life was just crazy right then. Like uh, it was Aww. everything. But it's, um, yeah, I really, I love the people at, um, I love the people and we really wanted Eden to have like community, have that feel. Um, but it was just, it didn't, like you said, it just didn't really, um, it wasn't me either. Right. Like it was like, I'm going to be this teacher of and and thing of something that really isn't me. Now I still love the timeline song. <laughs> I love like yeah. the music, but they didn't really have in their curriculum, um, reading and math, which were like the two things, and maybe that's changed. But then it was like reading and math are on your own. I was like, oh my goodness, that's that's really why what I'm we here. Need. Yeah, <laughs> like that, like that's what we need. So you know, that was a big thing for us in the decision making process. Like, okay, we are able to just get some workbooks on Amazon that are, yeah, you know, um that are sufficient like for real as far as keeping her you know up to date with i know whatever up to date means i don't even know what that means exactly um but i don't know it's it's such a big topic and i have a lot of thoughts and feelings on standards of education and i should have gotten that book i should have pulled that book out um i forget what book I forget the name about of the book <laughs> that uh, it'll come to you. Yeah, it might not. It'll come to you. Well, but tell us then um, kind of the next step in things. So then you felt like you needed to shift gears to a different type and you, and you kind of were piecing it together with different workbooks. And so at what point did you say to yourself, I think we are unschoolers. <laughs> well, um, when I heard about, when I heard an explanation of what it actually meant, okay, um, I think unschool has a lot of like, um, maybe has some baggage because it sounds like rebellious and not educated or. I don't, you know, like unschool, like what do you mean? Undoing school, like un, what do you mean? But it just, um, I think means that life is school, mm-hmm. living school as, um, toddlers, young kids, kids, adults play is school. Um, right. student led learning is school um so it's really just sort of taking this factory school model and you know picking up the building opening all the doors and windows and shaking it out and just taking the building away <laughs> oh my gosh say- i just pictured you doing that as you were saying it i literally just pictured you picking up the building <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's get all the good things out and let's yes. 
all this unnecessary framework. And some of the unnecessary framework is really some of that stuff that, that you think that a child needs to know. Like most kids don't need, like a lot of the things that were taught in school, public school, I'm a product of public school. I went to public so school. And um, a lot of those things you don't need to know until, you know, we're not here for jeopardy. You know, we're not, <laughs> we're, we're not here to be jeopardy per- contestants. Like we're here, you find your niche and I, I think it's good to be, you know, broadly educated, but until you're old enough to really respect that, like I finished school as an older student as a, in my twenties, um, into almost, gosh, almost 30. <laughs> I don't even remember when I graduated. I was almost 30. Uh, I was 30 exactly when I finished college. And I really think that I took away more from it because I was an older student. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was like I ne- I wanted to be there, I right. I wasn't having to be there and having to. Get it was your choice. Yeah, yeah. But um, have I gone way off topic? <laughs> no, no. But at what? So what? What was it that struck you? Like, was it a podcast? Was it an article that you said? Oh wait, that that's what I'm doing. This is my. I'm an unschooler. What was yeah. it that, that made that light bulb turn on for you that you kind of identified with that term? Yeah. So there was an explanation that a dad gave of his kid's day. Mm-hmm. And it was, this is what I want for my children's lives. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the child I want to create for them in our beautifully unique situation, which I don't think mm-hmm. is that unique anymore lee and i both work from home um we have a little micro farm like they have the ability to be outside and not you know it's not a road you know like we don't have to worry too much like they can go outside and do and be things and build things and play with stuff and learn through experience Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really what this this dad uh illustrated through explaining like what his kids do like they started their they were and he was like my kid was eight or nine before he really was like you know i need to know how to read i would Mm. be able to do i would be able to put this uh thing together if i could read the instructions Mm -hmm. so i know how to read or I need to learn, you know, at 14, I need to learn some geometry because I need to know it to build this thing that I really want to build. Like, so mm-hmm. there was this, like, it took learning out of this abstraction and made it functional. And you mm-hmm. saw the function because how many times did you think in school, like, why do we need to know this? Like, where, why? What is right. the point of knowing this stuff? Not just to like, you need to know it. Like you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. Like, Oh yes, we are. <laughs> oh yes. Actually. <laughs> Cyclopedia, a, uh, you know, 
and a set of encyclopedias from yeah. you know in our pockets now and at that oh it just that it was just i don't even remember who this guy was he just illustrated it so plainly and then we have one friend jenny talked about her on the podcast a few days ago um she was homeschooling her daughter in a very unschooled way like very um letting her try all the things letting her ride ponies and do ballet the, her daughter now has a pilot's license at like wow. 18 or something like that i mean like they have let they have led um abby in this beautiful like she is a true renaissance kid in my opinion because she wow. was able to follow passions um i mean granted they had a they had good resources i think they had an only if she was an only child so there was, you know, that's not everybody's situation, but right. I really resonated that, that idea of education really just resonated with me and like, oh, we have this great opportunity to really let our kids, um, find Drive the boat kind of, yeah. Well, and find their passion because today that is what we need we need more people you know living passion-filled lives like that you're not feeling like you're working every day mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. know you're not checking out when you do the time clock and then you know in some i mean every we need all the things right but I think we need more people living their passion and nothing like mm -hmm. being more excited than seeing someone doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's in me <laughs> like seeing people do like making art and living unconventional lot, like living what maybe seems weird to some people. Like, I think that's, I think it can be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, like you guys are such a inspiration for me for that. Like, you know, stepping out of corporate world and jumping in and uh, it's just, it's just so good. I love it. Oh, well, thanks for saying that. We feel, um, we feel a little bit crazy sometimes being pulled in all the different directions. That's for sure. But yes, it is a, it is a, the entrepreneurial life is really a lifestyle. So, and it's, it is unconventional for sure. Um, yeah. But it's, but it also is really good in a lot of ways. So, so that's, that's kind of when you realized, Oh, I guess maybe if I had to label myself, unschooling would be the, the label I would give myself. So then how did the religious exemption in the state of Virginia, so you guys, we are in the Shenandoah Valley, and um, in the state of Virginia, we have several different options under which you homeschool your children. And um, so what we're going to talk about with Rebecca is the religious exemption. Um, at what point did you guys start using that? So 
Um, a friend of mine who I've known since I was a kid, um, she was also at classical conversations and she had her three children, um, in that program. And, um, I was just talking to her about it. Like when we were checking out the program initially, uh, she was who she was doing it. So I was like, Oh my gosh, Karen, I didn't know you were doing that. Like, can you tell me more about it? And can you tell me, you know, about, um, the, you know, homeschooling and because one of the biggest hangups for me as the mother, as the teacher, as the whatever was the idea of testing, like the, like the end of the year testing, like that had me, I was just, I didn't like that idea at all with regular Mm -hmm. homeschooling. That's why we chose Montessori ultimately the first go round. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I did not, that is not something that I really wanted to do at all. Um, And so she was like, oh, no, we don't do that. We have religious exemption. I was like, what? (laughs) That's not part of it. And um, she was like, no, but, um, you know, that's not the criteria, however, for religious exemption is because you don't want to do the testing. Right, um, right. We um we we do fit that criteria because we do not believe in compulsory schooling. Um, mm-hmm. so these two ideas, you know, kind of came together: the unschooling and then religious exemption. Um. Oh, I don't. They know do fit I, together, don't they? Yeah, they really do fit together. Um. So she just explained to me, I'm like trying to think of how in depth I want to go into this, but she just explained to me the process and she explained to me that, um, it is our right as parents to educate our children in the way that we deem, uh, fit. Like it is, it is our right. Um, and that, if you disagree with the way that um, school is handled, it, public school, um, as far as like the standards of testing and learning and what they're going to be quizzed on and all that stuff, um, then it it makes sense that you would not be a part of that system, whether it's... Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, in a public school system, but you're also not going to be running your homeschool like that either. Does that make sense? No. So yes. Course, so of course then you don't, you're, you don't need to go by their rules as far as the testing goes, right? The requirements. Like yes. Yeah. You're not going to, it's not going to fit. Like it just isn't going to work that way. Um, so she told me how she did the whole process and, um, Mm -hmm. we had three, I don't know if this is a requirement or if it's a strong suggestion. Um, but we had three people from our 
um, we, we work in ministry. So Mm -hmm. we had three people from our ministry write us letters of recommendation as far as, um, attesting to your faith, attesting that this aligns with your faith. Yes, exactly. This aligns with our faith aligns with, and that we were people of character, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we were good parents and that, you know, everything is good. Uh, right. I, I do have a college degree. Um, that is not a requirement, um, at all, but, um, I don't, I don't even know. I did say that I think in the letter, um, because we write a letter too. And we wrote, I wish there was a way that I could, maybe we can post this in the comp, like in the, put it in the text of the podcast, like the mm-hmm. statute and all that stuff that set like why we do it and why, why, cause I can, I don't remember it offhand, but it, I have the actual like legal thing. Right. Yes. We can, we can definitely do that. Yes. Um, so we got three letters of recommendation. Then we wrote a letter and then we just said our intent is to educate our child and you don't have, that will be our responsibility and we, you will not have to do that. Thank you very much. And then you take it to our school board office and, and then, um, they review it and they send us a letter saying, okay, your child is a responsibility. <laughs> right. Yes. Basically, and you're like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We knew that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand like that thing isn't for everybody. Like there are a lot of parents who that's not, you know, they don't, they don't want to do that. But right. for us, this is, perfect for us yeah um it's perfect yeah so can i ask you because my my fear i guess if you want to call it that um about religious exemption like the reason that i didn't think that that was a fit for us as a family was because i was committing to all the way through high school if i if i did that um Mm -hmm that it's kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, that once you use the religious exemption, that's it. Like you don't, you don't, you can't go back to quote unquote regular option of homeschooling. It is, it is on you until they graduate the end. Is that correct? No, it's not. Okay. So tell me what, tell me you, you can move back to a different option. You can. Okay. You can, you can go back to public school if you change your mind. However, it would be household wide. So say you would say, I have this religious exemption for my six-year-old, but not for my (laughs) 18-year-old. Like you wouldn't have that same, you wouldn't, I don't think they let you do that. So you couldn't split it among and that age group is a little extreme but you couldn't have your fifth grader um religiously exempt 
And then your maybe 18 maybe isn't a good example because they could ultimately, they could have their own, you know, opinion themselves. Right. They could have, so 17. Um, Do you see what I mean? Like, because like, okay, where is the constant, like, where's your personal constitution? Where is the religion? If it isn't, if it doesn't apply to the whole household. Exactly. Like that would be strange. Right. Um, and to me, that makes sense. Like, because if you're, if you're doing, if, if it is your, is it, if it's truly your way of life, if, if it's truly your faith, it applies to everyone. It applies to all of your kids. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a lot, the homeschool community, like the, um, all the organizations that spend a lot of money and do a lot of, you know, work, like, is it heave? Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Yep. Um, yep. They do not encourage people who do not have a real religious exemption to file for that way of schooling. Um, um, they make it a little scary sounding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be where I got it then because that I, is definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. They make it sound a little bit more scary because I think they want to protect it. I think, well, they, and that makes good sense. Yeah, yes, I think that they do not want to lose that uh, because that is. There are actually more states than I thought that do have that exemption. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Virginia was one of the only ones, but actually, that is not the case at all. There's a lot more um, states that have that have that than I thought. I just saw a chart. Um, religious, uh, Virginia, I don't think has a philosophical one, which, oh, that's interesting. It seems weird to me because I don't know how you differentiate that. That seems like a weird controlling kind of thing. Um, just in how you're, how you talk about it. Um, because my religion is my philosophy, like is my character is my like you can't really compartmentalize that but um yeah so i think that the organizations like that make it seem like this big kind of scary unattainable thing and i'm really glad that i had someone here we are back into community i'm really glad Mm -hmm. that i had one who held my hand through that process and said oh no this is what we do and then ha- guess what we copy and paste for every child after that like we didn't right. do yeah. <laughs> we didn't do new things we sent the exact same because they won't let us do we have four children and they won't let us do the next ones until they're of school age mm-hmm. so i think three of them we have we had to send letters for our oldest and then middle two. And so our baby is two. Or she just turned three yesterday. Oh She's, my gosh, I can't believe it. I know it was a sweet day. But um um we can't do her, we can't send hers in until she is of school age. Right. So, yes. Um which is not a big deal. It's just another piece of paper. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's um, it's not as scary and as crazy as it sounds. I do think it's probably better if you really have a constitution, personal constitution, that it isn't good. And I wouldn't be wishy-washy, but mm-hmm. it's not a final say. Like, It's not it, forever and ever, amen. Yeah, no, you're not just like out. If you needed to use the public school system in the future, you could. Um, that will never be something that we do. Um, I should uh, never say never, I guess, but <laughs> it, it would be a quite a different situation. It's one of those, it's one situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that would make us go to that, but, um, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I, um, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's, it doesn't have to be a forever and ever thing. Um, mm-hmm. but for people like you and me who have a lot of kids, it needing to be whole household is a big deal. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, while it does make sense, it's, it would be tricky. For instance, like in my case, if, if my oldest said, okay, mom, I really want to go to public school to play sports. And right. that would be a thing that, that I could see happening um, at some point potentially. And that's, that's what would hold someone like me back from doing it because mm-hmm. then we'd have to change gears all over again for mm-hmm. all the other kids if you had to pull that religious exemption, which, you know, isn't that big of a deal, but it is it, it, it is good for me to know that it's a possibility because I I am exactly the thing that you talked about kind of scared into thinking that that's only for certain populations like Mennonite or um, that- Amish or, uh, you know, groups like that. But it is, it's really good to hear that it's a thing that works for you guys and it doesn't have to be forever for the entire household. So that's, that's really good information. Yes, um, and yeah. So for those of you who are listening, heave is home educators association of Virginia, and they have a ton of great resources for homeschoolers. Um, and there's usually some type of, um, organization like that in, in every state and probably multiples, but that's one that, um, I tend to get a lot of my information from, especially from, you know, like the forms that I need or the, um, the information on conferences for homeschoolers or materials that we can get a discount on and, and those sorts of things. It's just really nice to have, again, a community that you can lean on and they offer all kinds of classes. And back when, um, back when my oldest was tiny and we were getting ready to start homeschool for kindergarten, um, I went to one of their, in-person classes to sit down and learn to, to understand the different types of homeschool and the different you know, things that I would need to provide to our locality um, from a school board perspective. And mm-hmm. um, so it's a, it is a really great thing to keep an eye out for those sorts of groups, whether it's real 
it real, whether it's <laughs> in person or whether it's virtual, um, they're really good things to keep an eye out for. But Rebecca, I'm so much like you that it's the community of my 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 other mom friends who are homeschooling that I so often am leaning on, and so often have had help walking walking through. Um, yes. So for me, you know, Jenny and. Tracy and Kristen and you as the moms who have kind of gone before me because the the other ladies have children who are much older. So I'm starting to look at what do I do for high school? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like making sure that the classes that we do as homeschoolers check off boxes towards the diploma that he wants to get. And mm-hmm. so it, it is wild to come all the way from that very first Eve class of what do I do with my little, you know, six-year-old in kindergarten to now be thinking about how do I, how do I do this correctly to make sure that he gets the, the diploma that he wants for high school. So yeah. it is, it is a crazy journey, this parenting thing. <laughs> oh God. Absolutely. Yeah. Tracy is a really great example of a homeschool mom mm-hmm. whose kids have gone on to thrive in oh, college yeah. and start school with so many credits already. Credit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She's one of the people that I definitely am going to start picking their brain here shortly to make sure that um, I'm, I'm doing those things because it is, um, it is good to to combine your efforts to make to maximize outcomes. <laughs> well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being willing to talk about your homeschool journey and your unschooling and um, religious exemptions here in the state of Virginia. You are just as always a wealth of knowledge, and we will put together some of the links to things that we talked about here today. Um, that's another one of Rebecca's strengths is gathering information and, and keeping track of it. So oh, thank wow. you. <laughs> it, yes. Oh my gosh. You're always like, Oh yeah, here's this link. Oh yeah. Here's this. Look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today on uh, the home girls with the homepage.life. And we've got a whole section in the homepage on parenting and um, homeschool is definitely one of the topics because we're all about being able to do as much as we can from home, making our homes a haven for our families. So if you haven't checked us out, please do so. And we will see you guys next week. We have a new podcast dropping every Monday. So take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Girls podcast. Be sure to join our community at thehomepage.life. We'll be back next Monday with our next episode. Sending love from our homes to yours.